Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. What's up, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded, one of the last episodes of Stay Grounded for 2020. And I'm really excited to be sharing uh, this episode and really the next few with you as we close out the year as your guest is me. (laughs) So in the next few episodes, uh, I'm bringing Georgina back. I don't know if you remember Georgina. She interviewed me for my 150th episode on my journaling tactics. I brought her back to sort of peel behind the, the curtain on my year and my reflection process and share some lessons that have come from an extremely crazy, chaotic 2020. Uh, I think this year, all of us can sort of align with the fact that it's been a very, very, very hectic year with lots with the COVID and business and all the fear and just there's so much noise in, in the air. And traditionally during December, I usually take the month off to really reflect and review so that I can hit the ground running in the new year and not make the same mistakes, set the right intention so that I can really grow into where I want to be in my life. And this has been a consistent practice for me over the years. And I think it's one of the real reasons why I've been able to experience so much so quickly. And it's because I'm paying attention. So I I can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode. It was so vulnerable, so raw. And I really peel behind the curtain. I've had a crazy year. Broke up with my girlfriend of eight years, um, had deaths in the family, multiple deaths in the family, shut down businesses, kind of rediscovered who I was, went on a spiritual journey and kind of just recreated my life from the ground up. And it's always beautiful for me to look back and connect the dots because when you're in the moment, when you're going through so much chaos and so much change and so much turmoil in the moment, it's really hard to see how everything makes sense. But this is why I love a year end reflection practice, you know, by looking back on the year and seeing how each of the highs and the lows led to me being who I am right now. It's just a really, really, really powerful reminder that we never know why something is happening in the moment. Our minds cannot comprehend the brilliance of the event that's unfolding. It's only with time and patience that we can look back on our lives and see why something happened, the blessings that came from it, and who we've become along the way. And so I'm really excited for you guys to just peel behind the curtains or peel behind the the fruit. I don't really know. I don't know why I use the word peel, but um, just peek into my life. I'm breaking up the next few episodes. So this episode is going to be the first six months of the year. And then the next one's going to be six months after that. And then if there's more, if anything unfolds after that, we'll share. But as of right now, that's what we're planning. So enjoy this. Um, I said, it was really vulnerable for me to kind of share a lot of this stuff, but it's all in the name of growth. And if you guys take even one lesson from my journey, um, that's a win for me. So you guys enjoy it. And if you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes, all that means is that every single time a new episode drops into your, uh, that we release a new episode, drops straight into your inbox. And um, let me know what you guys think of this one. Like I said, this one, this one felt like I was pouring a lot of my heart out there. I pour a lot. I, I'm very open on on the show, as you guys know, over the years, I've just really been opening up my heart and being very vulnerable. But this one was a real peak behind a very tumultuous year for me. So enjoy it. Hope you guys take some lessons. And without further ado, here is the amazing Georgina and myself. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, everyone, to the second to last episode of the year of Stay Grounded. Hope you guys are all having an amazing day so far. Hi, Georgina. <laughs> Hello, Raj. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really, really excited in particular about the next few episodes. One, because I treasure every opportunity I get to talk to you. And two, um, these two episodes are really I'm I'm in awe right now of my year and and doing this this with you and going through my journals and really looking at the lessons that I've uncovered from the year is like I'm just in awe of how much can happen in a year. We all know 2020 has felt like a decade and I feel like there've been a decade 
worth of growth lessons and things that have come out. And I'm just so excited to share that with everybody listening. And I'm excited for you to pull out the things that I know I can't pull out on my own. So super excited. Super excited to have this conversation. Obviously, we, we've spoken frequently over the year. And like from my perspective, seeing how you've grown and evolved as, as an individual has just been just all inspiring. So I'm really excited to help other people understand what's possible when you live your life with so much intention and focus and awareness how much can change and how aligned you can become in a very short space of time if you learn the lessons that life is trying to teach you. So this is going to be an amazing conversation. I love it. So everybody, just to give you guys some context, I have a very, and if you haven't listened to the journaling episode with Georgina and I, you can go back and check that one out to learn more about my actual journaling processes, but I'm an avid journaler. One of the practices I have is every single month, I will actually look back at my month look at my notes, look at my journal entries, look at my calendar, look at my planner and catalog the biggest lessons, the biggest highs, the biggest lows that have come from that month. And I'll usually catalog them in the moment because you know, if you don't catalog the lows in the moment, they usually become highs down the road because that's the beautiful way that life works. All the dots connect. And so in December, I generally take the entire month off to reflect and look at my year and go back through all of it so that I can pull the biggest lessons and take them forward into into the new year. Um, so this, these next few episodes, what we're really going to be doing is going through my journals, <laughs> finding the biggest lessons. Where was I in January? What happened in March? What happened in June? I mean, this year alone, I mean, I had so much stuff happen. I got out of a, a massive, really like an eight-year relationship. COVID hit. Businesses got shut down. I met powerful spiritual mentors. I went on vision quests. I mean, I took massive risks. I unbecame I, I did crazy healing and spiritual work. Uh, I mean, this year has been one of the most crazy, profound vortexes of my life. And, uh, and so over the next few episodes, we're really going to be going over the journey and, and going through my own spiritual path, what I've uncovered, who I've become, who I've unbecome, where all of my triggers and patterns came from. The intention of this is so that you guys can not just learn from my journey, but see how preparation and a, a sense of certain practices, really a way of thinking, a way of being like how paying attention to your life and how being aware of the different triggers and the different synchronicities that may be arising can actually lead you to unlocking your own true potential, your own authentic core, your own sense of being. And, and in an effort of that, really, it's to live a more fulfilling life, which is what the intention of the show is. So I'm super excited. Uh, Georgina, let's, uh, dive in beginning of the year beginning of the year so 2020 was a really interesting year because obviously new decade and i think everyone came into new year with a lot of optimism about what was going to happen like a decade's worth of goals all this kind of thinking and then i know for yourself the new year started with with a an external event that was pretty shocking so maybe you can start by talking about what happened with with kobe bryant i know that was a that was a big moment for you back in general yeah i mean i'll be honest when i started the year like i was on a roll like I had done a big speaking event, which was a huge thing for me and, I, and work was going great, but my biggest high was, and low, actually, the thing that made me feel viscerally in my heart was, was Kobe dying. And I think the world felt that. Like I remember being on social media and watching all of the videos and the content and the stories and people and the tears and just seeing how much of an impact one man had on the world. And I thought a lot about why that death what that sparked in me. You know, when I think about Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant was an individual who put everything on the table. He played his heart out. And I think it's important to that, that phrase played his heart out. He poured his soul into what he was doing in front of him. And the world doesn't have a lot of leaders that put their soul into their work, put their heart into their work that lead from that place of authenticity, of inspiration, of inspired action. And I think that's what really sparked the sadness, the grief, uh, the, the idea that, that someone like him was gone because someone like him was inspiring so many lives. He inspired mine. I mean, I've been watching Kobe Bryant since I was a kid and I just loved his electricity. I loved his, the way that he showed up and I realized in that moment for me that like I wanted to be an individual like that. Like I didn't like his death sparked a new sense of life for me. Like I wanted to show up bigger. I wanted to show up with all my heart and everything I was doing. 
And I think we all have that sense of self in us. When we see greatness, the reason why we can appreciate kindness, greatness, like when we see the good in others, we're actually seeing the good in ourselves. Or like what we see in others is what we know we have in ourselves. And so that's why being your brightest light is so important in the world because literally you are, you are, you're being a mirror for everyone else to see their own potential and possibility. And that sparked it for me. I mean, and I've always had that. Like I've always been somebody who's wanted to inspire people, who's wanted to show people that, that life can be amazing. And I've always had that in me, but Kobe's death really sparked that. I wanted to be that in a bigger way. And, and it led me down a journey, to be honest, like, cause February and February was, was, was a tough, tough month for me in a weird way. Kobe's death sparked a, a journey of, of self-love. <laughs> like it was, it was, cause like, I think self-love is one of those really interesting dichotomies. Self-love, you dance between the balances of like, I am enough as I am and I can do better. I can be better. I can be more because that's what my soul's expression is here to be. So Kobe had sparked this one side of me here, which was like, I can be better. I can be more. I can have this. I can, I can show up with more because my soul is here to express. And there's the other side, which is, Baraj, you don't have to do any of that because you're enough, you're enough as you are. You are loved as you are. Like you just existing on the planet has so much worth and value. And that's when I met Panache, actually. Interesting, right? So you had this experience with Kobe that woke up something inside of you that was wanting in guiding you to dig deeper and to explore different parts of you, looking at how you could think bigger, how you can make more of an impact, how you could express the fullness of, of who you are. And you're starting to ask these questions about how to live differently. Synchronicity, you meet the perfect person. And I think this was the pattern in your, in your year, actually, in terms of yes. the synchronicities when you were in alignment, what showed up. So tell us about Panache and why this was such a monumental. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, that's, and I really want to pay attention to that because I'm paying attention. The only reason I even caught that, guys, listening is because I have journals and I'm paying attention to people and signs and things when they show up. So I went down one pendulum of wanting to be more and have more and do more. And we'll talk about what happened during COVID, right? Like I was going live every single day. I was releasing daily episodes on Stay Grounded. You can go back and listen to those if you guys want to. Like there was literally an episode every single day to inspire and, and be there for all of, all of you, for all of, for all of our communities. Like, and that was driven by your desire to show up and serve and make that yeah, impact. That was inspired by Kobe, right? The fact that-, that was inspired by Kobe. Show up, be bigger, like be the man that you were here to be, right? Like have that impact, go, like put your heart into the world. And meeting Panache was, was so life-changing for me. Uh, so anybody who doesn't know Panache Desai, uh, he's had a very profound interview on Stay Grounded as well. And he wrote a book called You Are Enough, which if you listen to the, I mean, the book title itself, like it's the idea that you don't have to be anything, do anything or say anything to be loved. Like you are enough as you are just for existing. And that was a concept that I'd never learned just even from cultural programming. Like, you know, in Indian culture, there's a lot of conditions around love. There's conditions around success and being worthy. There's conditions around everything. And so it was a novel concept for me. And, and it was just beautiful that the universe, as soon as I started following my soul's path and I started doing more of what lit me up, the universe was like, okay, Raj, you're going to meet this other guy now who's going to teach you another element of what it means to be whole, what it, what it means to be alive, what it means to have this, this breath of a human experience. Panache came down to Austin to record an interview. Um, I got connected with him synchronicities, lo and behold, I got connected with him through a mutual friend. Panache was just starting his book tour. Like he had just finished writing, you are enough. And lo and behold, his first stop for the book tour was in Austin. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. And lo and behold, his first stop was the weekend before all of the COVID lockdowns started. So the only physical book tour he did was in Austin. And that weekend I interviewed him. And after I interviewed him, he was like, you're my little brother. Come hang out with me for the whole weekend. And I hung out with him and his wife, his wonderful wife, Jan. And I just had a life-changing experience being around somebody who didn't need me to be anything, didn't need me to do anything. I was enough as I was. So I'd love to dive more into that experience because on the one hand, you had the Kobe moment where it was all about being everything, being this huge presence, this big inspiration and having to that master something to be that memorable. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you meet somebody who says, you don't have to do anything. I love you, you rush. It's such a contrast. And I'm, I imagine there's incredible lessons in there. So talk us through 
how did you start to navigate that journey to accepting that Raj doesn't have to do anything to be lovable? Oh man. (laughs) We don't have enough time. We don't have enough time for that one. That's why this is split up into two parts. So I, I met Panache and that was such a novel concept because he was also the first person who taught me the idea of mirror work which mm-hmm. was one of the most important lessons I learned right before COVID happened. So, right? what's mirror- so, so the idea of mirror work is that if someone triggers something in you, that thing is still happening in you. So it's not the other, the other person can't actually trigger something in you that doesn't already exist in yourself. So if someone else makes you feel incompetent, that's not them. They just poked an existing wound of incompetence that sits inside of you that has lived inside of your body from a younger age, from, from, a, from a traumatic event, from some, something in your past that wasn't resolved. And it could have been the smallest of things. It doesn't matter, right? Like the child, like the inner child in you had, a, had an experience with life. And because of the mindset of the child and, and what the child knew at the time, it made a judgment about the fact that I don't matter. I'm not enough. I'm unworthy. I'm unlovable. And there's that core wound and feeling that sits inside of you. So the idea of mirror work is that your life, if you start to look at everything in your life as a mirror for what's actually happening inside of you, you can start to use life as a teacher to help you heal your deepest wounds that hold on to the anxiety, that hold on to the fear, that hold on to all those prickly emotions that are very uncomfortable. So I met Panache. 10 days later, we go into COVID lockdowns. And like, you know, I'm living with my, my ex-girlfriend at the time. We have never had to spend that much time together. And it was forcing a lot of things to come up. It was forcing a lot of triggers, like, and not just in my relationship, in my business, a lot of fears and insecurities. I mean, COVID created this like massive trigger in every area of my life. Like, and, and it also sparked massive movement in my life because then I started going down the route of creating those lives every day. And I was doing all this work and serving the community. And and like, I was creating more and I was getting more triggered by life. And so like, yeah, go ahead. You entered this period of life with the knowing that you now understood mirror work. So suddenly all these triggers are happening. They take on a new meaning because you have all this awareness. You're able to look at them with different eyes and start to make connections and start this healing process as well. And I'd love to know what what called you to do the daily lives. What was, what was the purpose behind that? And how, how did that open up the next chapter for you? Yeah. So the daily stay grounded episodes for me were like, I just felt inspired. Like I saw COVID creating so much pain for people. And I was like, you know what? Like, I want to serve. I want to show people that we can find our safety in ourselves. We can, we can, we can create strength inside of chaos. I remember creating challenges. We did a bunch of stuff inside the communities and and, and it was so fulfilling to do that type of work. And also, I think I was doing that for myself. Like mm-hmm. I needed to hear the messages myself. Like I needed to hear myself be positive. And, and, and so creation, if for anybody listening, like one of the most powerful ways to actually keep yourself sane inside of chaos is to create. Write, do art, serve. Creation, action, move stale energy, right? Because when you, when you say stuck, in, and when you say stuck inside of, the stuff like, yes, there's value in being with your prickly emotions. And we'll talk about that, you know, the power of presence. And there's also power in movement. There's also power in, in creation and in, in helping and in, in doing things. And that's the balance, like the balance of love, the self-love journey is you are enough and you can be better. You can do better. You can have more, like right? it's that balance right there. And so I was entering this very pivotal phase, phase of my life, which was March and really April with the idea that, wow, I have all these triggers that I get to now resolve or go to my coaches or go to therapy or really heal. And I had this, this not this obligation, but this, this desire to serve and create and do more. And I guess again, the Kobe influence, like wanting to show up, desiring to do more. But then we're in the thick of this crazy period in history, which I, probably a lot of us have never experienced anything like it. Yeah. Where- plans are just off the table like these external circumstances just completely derail us and so this is how you're reacting now to this moment you are pivoting you're using like you're moving through the stagnant energy through creating and speaking and doing the daily lives i think that's a really important lesson that i'd love us to pull out here is the fact that sometimes when external circumstances 
are completely out of your control. You can still find control within that moment by doing what you can. And I was, I remember being really inspired by your approach at that time, but in amongst the fear, there was still action that you weren't waiting. I think one of the biggest things that have always been a North Star for me is fear is a compass. When I feel fear, I have always been very good at just running through it. Just because you feel fear doesn't mean you can't act scared. Like you can still take action and feel the fear and usually it'll go away because fear, the other side of fear is excitement. It's, it's, it's just, it's energy. It's all, it's just movement. So like, and, and one of the biggest issues that I think most of us had during COVID was that our comforts that we went to were being taken away. So like I was big on traveling whenever I felt like I was, you know, like I, I was, you know, I would take a trip, a weekend trip. We'd go to bars and restaurants and, you know, see our friends and be able to do that. And like, we, like I felt like all of that was taken away from me. I, I felt this necessity to go and find something else to create joy for myself. And that came in the form of going deeper into my relationship, like spending more time with, with, with my ex Vinny. And that led to a whole, again, that, that led to so much acceleration, if you would, realizations like, it, it forced us to, to figure things out and, and try new ways to, to connect and get deeper, which then broke up more triggers and wounds in myself that I was becoming aware of. And, and the whole thing, like COVID, I think that giant month and a half to two months for me, which was really the amount of time that I had truly quarantined. Like, cause in May is when I took my first trip to go see my parents. Like I went to go see my parents for my birthday. And that was about two months after really COVID lockdowns had happened. I hadn't seen anybody since then. I hadn't given a hug to anyone except for, for Vinny at the time. You know, and I remember that being just, my, I remember seeing my dad and he started crying when I hugged him because he was just, you know, it's, that's that visceral human connection that we're not getting. And I think, you know, it's a whole other conversation, but I think that's causing more damage than the virus itself at this point. Like the lack of real human authentic love and connection and the power of that and how much healing that can hold for people. And we won't go deep into that here, but you know, it's so important. And I, I realized the power of that in those moments, but you know, I, I remember April, you know, I was going down this healing journey. I was looking, I, I was really uncomfortable. And I think all of us were, all of us were right. Like we were all like, that was, that's the beauty of COVID. COVID was the collective awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It was one common enemy that forced everyone's shit to come up. Like some people had relationship issues come up. Some people had uh, health issues come up. Some people had fears around death because they were like, oh, I'm not really healthy. I don't really eat healthy. I'm at risk here. There were fears around that come up. Fears around the economy and what's going to happen with their jobs and businesses. Fear, insecurity there came up. Like Everyone had a different flavor of trigger, like mirror work. It was an opportunity. right? Yeah. Like, I, There's one thing I'm really proud of myself for. Like I used that period. And I had the privilege of using that period. And I'm going to be very honest, right? Like, I mean, I had a business that was doing well at the time. At the time I had two businesses. Um, now I have nine. So that should tell you, I'll talk a lot about that in the second half of the episode or the second episode, how just everything like unfolded. But the first half of the year, like I had a business that was making money and I was, I had a business that was very well positioned to do well in the pandemic. Like we had a coffee company that was already focused on at-home coffee subscriptions and experiences, you know? So I'm very grateful and blessed to have that privilege. And so like in that, I, I had an opportunity to really pay attention to my triggers and pay attention. And I remember in April, or was it March? I remember in March or April, I started looking into different healing practices and processes and I stumbled across hypnotherapy. I don't know if you guys have noticed this trend, but guys, I usually bring people onto the show that I want to learn from. Like stay grounded for me has always been a tool for my journey. Like if you go back to the first episode and just go, like I always bring on people that I can learn from because I have problems in my own life. And these are people that can teach me and all of you get to be a fly on the wall to see me learn from people that are helping me out in, in a lot of ways. And so I was curious about hypnotherapy. Like I had been told hypnotherapy was a way to heal and resolve a lot of uncomfortable triggers and traumas and things that are stored in your subconscious, because I'm a big believer in the fact that you don't know what you don't know. So I brought on Grace Smith, whose episode is also there earlier, to learn about hypnotherapy. That's it. Just learn. At the end of the episode, her and I looked at each other and we're like, we need to work with each other. Like, 
there's like an energetic connection. And that goes back to the universe, right? Like the universe puts the right, right people in your place. Yeah. And if you're intuitive and you're aligned and you're trusting of like the right people, the right signs, the right people, like jump. Like I'm really good at just trusting and being like, oh shit, Panache showed up. I learned something from him. Super valuable. Jump into it. Focus on what he's teaching you. Take the action in that direction. Oh shit, I met Grace. I don't know how the hell I'm going to afford her, but figure it out, Raj, because this girl is like, there's something about this woman that is going to help you. So jump. And at the time I could not afford her. And I remember even talking to her and be like, Hey, Grace, can we work something out until I can afford you? And, you know, as a, as a, we, we figured something out. She doesn't do that at all, but we, we figured something out for us. And then now I'm part of her like executive program. And, and that's like, that's grown into a much bigger thing with her and I, which is amazing. But at the time I figured it out. I was like, let's figure out a way to work together. So I I love that about you. I love the fact that you are willing to jump all in when you know it's the right thing, but you are just so committed to your journey of personal growth and healing. You do whatever's necessary to get in the right places and find the right people and do the work. Well, that's something I'll, I'll just touch on that. Like that's been the case my entire life. Like when I first started in business, my mentors, my first mentors, I could not afford them. And so I went to them and I was like, hey, look, I'm super hardworking. I am super energized. I will do everything you tell me to do. I will work 10 times harder than anyone else. And you can use me as a case study for whatever you want to be used for. Because I will guarantee you, I will succeed. And I went in with that attitude. And I always got mentored by people that were way out of my league. I always got help from people that were way out of my league. And that's just a, a reminder for everybody, guys, like, People don't invest in what you've done. They invest in who you are. Even now, when I invest in people and companies and projects and talent, I don't invest Mm -hmm. in what people have done. That's just a line item. That opens the door to have a conversation. I invest in who people are. Mm -hmm. So if I see that that, that innate desire, that drive, that Kobe Bryant-esque soul, if I see that energy in you, like I'm going to want to be around it. And that's what I've always realized people saw in me. People always saw that vibrancy, that energy, that, that heart for the world and service and myself and belief in myself. And yeah, and I remember working with Grace and that changed my life. We started going into my subconscious and that's when everything started unraveling. I, I, I discovered how little I actually loved myself, like how little I was allowing myself to feel love in my body. And, you know, I think that, and, and this is something that's super interesting because this is a big part of my year. Like, you know, I think personal growth or personal development can be divided into two elements, really. One is mindset work, which is, and or actually personal development can be divided into four elements, which I've realized are all equally important. You have the mind, you have the body, you have the heart, and you have spirit, which are all elements of the human experience. So your mind is your mindset, right? It's your beliefs, it's your the way you think about the world, like what you think is possible about the world. So if you have a money mindset that believes that you'll never make money, well, you'll never make money. But if you have a money mindset that tells you you can make as much money as possible, well, that's going to dictate the actions you take to then go make money happen, right? Like your mindset's one. Then there's your actual physical body, which is like, I don't know if it's your emotions or like your, it's it's like your embodiment. Like your embodiment is where like, I, I think your body stores a lot of information. Yes. Like, definitely. I mean, your senses, like think about your senses for a second. You have five senses. These are all senses that are working as a supercomputer in your body. Like your soul chose your body for a reason. Like, let's just start there. So like your body has a well of information that's stored inside the subconscious that is like, that, 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 that can be accessed to experience a very fulfilling life. So there's your body. And then there's your heart, which are your emotions, your intuition. It's like the voice in like that, that's connected to a deeper power. It's like, I think your heart's like, your, your heart is an infinite source of wisdom, I think. And, and it's your emotions and the way you love. It's like you're the love you have for another. Like you're, you're like, you know, and it, what's really interesting is like people will go to the gym to work on the, their bodies, but they weren't focused on improving the quality of love in their lives by, with their hearts, right? So like there's your heart right there. And then the fourth element is your spirit, which is your connection to your calling, your, your soul's purpose. Like, why were you put on this planet? Like, your spirit's like this expansive energy. It's your life force. It's like what, it's what that nature, that drive, that essence, that's your soul. 
And that's that to me. So like those four elements make up personal development. And all personal development mostly focuses on is the mind and certain elements of the body, like fitness or diet or nutrition. But we forget to focus on our emotions and feeling in our body. We forget to connect with intuition. Like there's a whole sense of personal development that we're just not connected to. And when I started working with Grace, that was the first time I actually started connecting with my body, like really connecting with my body. Like, you know, uh, and, and, oh, actually I take that back. Like Vinny and I had gone to some, you know, relationship retreats where we were using our relationship as a way to connect deeper with ourselves, which did open up a lot of stuff for me uh, because I wasn't very connected to my body. And, and I think that, oh, this is how we started on this. I went off on a tangent. Sorry, guys, I go off on tangents, but I think we started off this conversation around love and I had an idea of love in my mind, but I didn't have, I didn't know what love felt like in my body. So when I jumped into hypnotherapy, it was the first time we went into the subconscious and I was starting to feel all of the emotions in my body that I wasn't prepared to feel. Yeah. Yeah. Like I started asking myself questions like, why do I feel so nervous about this all the time? Like, why am I not proposing to my, to my girlfriend of eight years? Why do I have these triggers against my, my mom and my dad? Like, why am I holding onto this resentment? Why am, I, why am I so scared? Like, I was asking these bigger questions because I was uncovering all these triggers from COVID. And it opened up the truth. So what I love hearing this story now is how, in hindsight, you can really see how life is playing out to take you to a particular place so you can make a particular learning. So you start the year with this notion of, of being enough and also being more. And then you had the opportunity with COVID to actually start identifying the triggers, which then took you on this path of realizing that there was a self-love piece that you need, really needed to work on, which took you deeper into your body, which has given you a whole different dimension of understanding about who you are as a being and what it means to love, love yourself and love other people. And I just well, think and- there's a beautiful, this beautiful thread running through this whole of this half of this year is this piece of... Well, hip- yeah. I love that you brought that up. You know, hypnotherapy really helped me realize how afraid I was of feeling the truth. And that's a scary thing, right? You are somebody who is aware, like you're aware of yourself. Yet there's but this whole feeling, level of being that you see, are like, not connected I was, with. You know, I talked about fear. Like, I think my relationship with fear was very external. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of making that cold call, so go do it. I'm afraid right. of starting that business, so go do it. I'm afraid of putting out that piece of content, so go do it. But being afraid of feeling my emotions, I didn't even realize I was terrified of that. And I think most people are. Like most people are terrified of feeling like a failure. Most people are terrified of feeling like they've hurt somebody they love, feeling the guilt, the shame, the resentment. Like most people are are afraid of feeling like they don't matter. And when I started doing hypnotherapy is when I realized how deeply those fears were actually stopping me from making choices that were in alignment with, with self-love and, and truth for me. If I loved myself, what would I do? You know, like that, that's the question. Like if I truly loved myself, you know, would I be in this business? If I loved myself, would I take this shit from this person? And then I started asking bigger questions. Like, why am I right? And it was because I wasn't honoring my truth, I had, I had gone so far off center. Like I had lost my way in so many parts of my life because I wasn't feeling the truth of who I am. Like I had an idea of who I was and I had an idea of what everyone around me wanted me to be, right? Like my parents wanted me to uh, get married. My parents wanted me to be in a relationship with an Indian person. I say this with the biggest heart, like me and my ex are friends. I love her. She is just an amazing human being. and going through that, that experience with hypnotherapy and really figuring out who I was made me realize that my soul wanted something else. And I wasn't honoring my soul because I wanted to make everyone else around me happy. Like I wanted our relationship to work. Like I really did. I stayed in that. We stayed together for eight years. Like I wanted, I loved and love her. And I always will have her in my heart. Like I wanted it to work. And I also wanted, and my soul also wanted to fly. My soul also wanted to express itself because it was going in a different direction. Like, and I wasn't honoring that truth. I wasn't letting myself because I was afraid. So I'd love to dive into this because I think what you've just described there is a really like common scenario is where 
the head feels it should go one direction, but the heart and soul wants to go in a different direction. And it's very easy. The head can bury all the emotions that stop you from taking the decision or making the leap that like the heart is just desperately calling you to do. So I know you made the decision. So talk us through how how did you actually find like the courage to listen to your body and listen to your emotions and follow your heart so, even though the outcome was going to be painful. So I well, I didn't have a choice to be honest. Um after I got out of my third hypnotherapy session, I had a knife in my chest that just wouldn't go away. Like it was like again, I was feeling so much in my body for the first time and there was this knife in my chest and the biggest act of self-love I could do was to take that knife out. And it was to have a conversation with my ex that was prickly and uncomfortable. And that put me on a, we, we took a break after that. And it was scary. But I remember when I pulled the knife out of my chest, I could breathe for the first time in years. I guess I at this point in time, like you, you chose you. Like maybe you I feel- chose me for the first time in my life. I chose me. I did something so scary. Like I... Up until that point, I didn't want to hurt anyone around me. I didn't want to disappoint anyone around me. I wanted to be the golden child for everybody. I wanted to be the savior for everybody. And in that process, I wasn't saving or honoring or loving myself. I was sacrificing myself for everyone else. And that was the first time I'd been, I, I, I made the choice to like, choose me. What does Raj want to do? And I remember that after that, like I went on this spiritual quest for the next few weeks up until, you know, June actually. Uh, and, and, you know, this episode, guys, again, we're talking about January to June. From June to December, we'll talk about on the next episode. So that journey has been just life-changing. What happened after? You know, I went on a, on, a, on a plant medicine journey and I just realized, I realized so many things about myself, so many cultural conditions and programs that I had put around myself. You know, like the, in, in Indian marriages, there's this, there's this idea that you, you marry one person and you marry them for life. And I had all these, and so like, I had that rule that was stuck. I had, I had all these conditions around love and money and things that were keeping me trapped. And, and I had to learn to love myself. Like I had to learn to kill my ego. I, I had to learn to surrender my mind. That, like, and I think that's one of the most powerful spiritual practices you can do to go out of your mind and into your heart is to surrender. And I don't, and I think surrender is a weird word. So I'm going to describe what I mean by surrender. Surrender does not mean give up. That is not what surrender means. To me, surrender is the most powerful form of love. You are surrendering your, to your fears. Be like, I am terrified of this and I'm just going to lean back and fall into the blackness and trust that falling, something is going to be there to catch me. And that's what I had to do. I had to fall. I had to break the heart of somebody I really loved. I had to choose myself for the first time. I had to sit with the idea that what if I don't find someone like her or a love like ours again? What if, what if my parents are disappointed with me? What if I lose all my friends? What if all this change in my life happens? Like there were so many fears and I surrendered. And, and that's I do. Common, right? When you're facing this big decision, like we have all these fears, but when you don't make the choice that your heart is just craving, all the sacrifices you're making elsewhere in your life and what you're cutting off, I just love that we come to this place of, a year that starts off with what does love mean? Your truth and giving yourself the permission to, to believe in it, to choose your truth is the highest form of self-love you can have. Because that is you declaring that it doesn't matter what happens around me. It doesn't happen. Like my truth is the only thing. And that is sometimes a selfish decision. It is something that may have backlash. It may be something that breaks your relationship, your marriage, your, it may lead to your relationship with your kitchen. It may change your financial structures. It, and it's your truth. And we all live once in our lives. You only live once in this body. Your soul lives forever and your soul will reincarnate into another body. But in this body, with this unique set of skills, with this unique set of talents, with the way, with the unique lens you have on the world, you are only going to get to experience this once. And when you feel your truth, you know, I, I realized how far away I was from my truth. My life was not in alignment with my soul's truth, like what my heart wanted. And the next six months became a journey of discovering what did my heart want? What were my desires versus what my fears were? Because the first six months of 2020 were me being exposed to every single fear, every single rule, every single trigger, every single thing that was fighting against what my soul actually wanted. 
Kobe woke my soul up. And then the world fought back. And then I chose my truth. And that unleashed a whole world of possibility. And it's been a journey. It's been a hard one, a tough one with a lot of feeling, a lot of broken hearts, a lot of changes, a lot of letting go of relationships and people from my life that, that aren't serving me, a lot of truth, expressed truth, a lot of willingness to be seen and be judged and be hated and a lot of self-love, a lot of honoring myself and a lot of, and coincidentally, that has actually made my relationships better. Like, it's funny, the more I love myself, the richer my, my relationships get. The, the more I love myself, the, the better opportunities I get in business. The more I choose to feel the love in my heart, the, the more everyone around me actually benefits. Fear, like we've been, I think that's what 2020 has done for all of us. We've, it's, it's been a fight of fear versus love. COVID brought up fear and it's forced an opportunity to choose love. Love doesn't hurt. It's the fear of love that hurts. It's the fear that you are unworthy. But underneath that is love. Like love douses that fear. When you truly allow yourself to feel unworthy and not judge yourself for feeling unworthy, the feeling goes away because underneath every prickly emotion is an ocean of love. And underneath every prickly fear is misunderstood love. And that has been one of the most profound realizations I had. I mean, I just, the first, in June, end of May, 2020, I discovered what self-love was. True self-love. Self-love wasn't the self-care, maybe the massages and the, mm-hmm. and all the physical things you can do, the, the time off, the, the meditations, the morning rituals, the things that, that may be self-care. Self-love is you giving yourself the permission to be honest, to set boundaries, to, to choose yourself. That is actual self-love, to honor your truth and to not get lost in the morality of life, the right and the wrong. It's to get back in integrity with who you are. It's to be, it's, it's the integrity. It's, integrity is an inner job. It's an inner compass. You know what's, what, what, you know when you're bullshitting yourself. Yeah. And that, that to me is, is what self-love is. That was so beautiful. I, I love that definition of, of self-love. I love the journey of you coming to discover that. And I love the context you presented this in, in the sense of this is it, right? You only have this one opportunity to be Raj. What are you going to do with that life? How are you going to live it to the most authentic version of you? And how are you going to love yourself in the way that makes everything possible? Yeah. And I want to give you guys a little teaser for the next episode, because this made me realize the biggest gift. And what follows from there is a journey. Like choosing yourself is one of the most exhilarating, fulfilling, exhausting, mm-hmm. um, intimidating, scary, and, and just rich journeys one can go on. And it does create a lot of collateral damage around you. It does create a lot of change. It does create a lot of you forcing to step up in bigger ways and own who you are. And that is the spiritual path, I think, for all of us. Like, Life will always give us opportunities to step into bigger and bigger versions of who we really are. And when life faces gives us those choices, we get to either deny our truth, the truth of who we are, or we get to dive in. And that's a choice that you get to make in this lifetime. That's the, beautiful, that's the beauty of the human experience. You get to choose if you want to go down which path. And here's the thing. If you don't choose in this lifetime, your soul will carry on to the next lifetime and to the next body and give that body a choice to choose. And your soul will continue doing that until one brave human being decides to honor that soul's calling and honor what that soul was here to do. And you get to make that choice. You get to always make the choice against fear. You get to choose. And there's nothing wrong with either choice. They're just choices. And you get to choose when you're ready. All I can speak from this episode and the next are my truths, my choices, and what has transpired as a result 
of me allowing myself to choose to pursue the voice in my heart, the desires of my soul, and create from that place of authenticity and step into the most true version of me that I can be. And um, I'm really excited about getting to share this journey with you. I, I wasn't, and honest, Georgina, I'll be honest, like I wasn't sure if I would do this because <laughs> it's so raw. <laughs> like there's so much, uh, I mean, it's, it's a very raw and vulnerable part of my life that, I mean, I've shared bits and pieces of throughout the year, guys, as you guys have listened to a bunch of episodes, but I haven't really opened the covers. I mean, in the second half of the year, I had my grandmother die, my aunt die within a two-week period. I had to go back home where you know my dad was just going through a really tough time. I had just crazy synchronistic experiences. I got into incredible business opportunities. I let go of and stopped a few of my, my businesses. Um, I, I, I did a lot of personal development work and I did more plant journeys, plant medicine journeys. I got COVID and had experiences in there. I stepped up and, and <laughs> it's, you, it's, you really, you really went there. Like you really committed to this journey to yeah. get to this place. And this, and like this, this wasn't an overnight thing. Like I know you've been working, you've been digging. You've seen it. You've, you've seen You've seen, seen the, you're very, yeah. one of very few people who have seen behind the scenes of how much I actually committed to this. Yeah. So it's no surprise to me, like how much has opened up as a result of this, but I just feel that, you know, you've, you've really taken us through that roller coaster of that journey of getting to a place where you can look in the mirror and, and I'm going to choose me. I'm going to choose what my, what my heart wants. I'm going to choose what my soul wants. And then owning that decision even when you know there's going to be fallout because you know it's the right thing for you to do and then opening a new door because you made that choice and then life unfolding in a completely new way because you had the courage to listen to your heart, listen to your soul and move forward in the direction that everything, every part of you wanted to move rather than holding on to things that weren't meant to be yours anymore. It's such a hard decision to make, but such a freeing decision as well for, for all parts of your life. So I just want to really acknowledge, I really want to acknowledge that journey that you've made and, you know, for, for sharing it so, so beautifully and so authentically, because this is personal development, right? This is what it takes to discover the truth of who you are. You have to be willing to go there. You have to be willing to face yourself. You can't put sticking plasters on the wounds. You have to do the deep work. You have to face the things you don't like about yourself. You have to fall in love with yourself. That's what we're here to do. We're here to remember who we are. And you're just such a beautiful example of that. And I, I'm so grateful that I get to sit across from you week after week and just hear the stories, hear, hear your story. It's so inspiring. Thank you. Love thank you. you for being thank you. You. Thank you. You're an amazing, amazing human. Thank you. I, I received that and I'm, I'm grateful that I'm just grateful that we get to share this with everyone listening, all of you. I mean, really like, and thank you, Georgina. If I, got... listening, I would say that if some, there's some energy here right now, there's some energy in this moment of acknowledgement of what is the truth for you? If you're yeah. listening to this, like, what is the truth for you? What is the decision you're not, you're not making? What is the, what is the part of you you're, you're, you know you have to go and look at and explore, but you're, you're holding back. You're too scared to do it. Like, what is your heart calling? What is your soul drawing you closer to? Like, yes, it's hard, but maybe this is the moment to, to go there and find out because life is going to open up and carry on in a different way if you have the courage to take the choices that you just know are, are right. That voice. Don't ever lose connection to the voice, guys. You're the voice. The voice is your biggest gift. That voice is your, it's your ally. It's, it's not your enemy. You know, I've been, I was told my entire life that that voice was to not trust that voice, to do what people around me told me to do, to, to listen to that because that person did it and go that career path because that person did it and they're successful. And this is a proven formula. And, but the voice in your heart knows more. The voice in your heart is connected to something much more wise, much deeper and much more powerful. 
the voice in your heart sees you for who you are truly. It feels your potential. It people on the outside can Georgina, you actually had this quote. Let me read it. It was this morning I read it and I was like, that's beautiful. Quote from you was uh people see the way you look, but they feel the way you are. And that inner voice knows who you are. The inner voice is inside of you. It 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 gets to see who you really are in the inside. No one else can see your insides. Right? Like people might be able to look at your outsides, how you look, you know, the way you present yourself, sure, but nobody can see inside you. You are the only one that can actually see you for the fullness of who you are. So that inner voice, it sees you, it honors you, it recognizes the true power of you. So don't ever, don't ever push that voice away because listening to that voice is, is your biggest gift. It's the biggest gift you can give the world. And I think there's, there's also like, it's not just for you that you're making these choices. There's also something in this idea that when you break patterns, like when you break those ancestral patterns and you make a different choice to what the convention says, there's something in this about how it's opening up a whole new paradigm of living for everybody else. Oh, we're going to talk a lot about ancestral patterns, ancestral patterns in, in next week's episode. But all right, guys, I feel like I could talk to Georgina for hours and I want to honor our time together and honor your time with us. Thank you for sitting with me and Georgina on this episode. Thank you for always giving me an opportunity to, to share my journey in different forms. And I'm just grateful that you guys keep coming back. <laughs> Clearly you guys are liking what the hell I'm going through. All my pain is turning into popcorn entertainment for y'all. So, um, and, and if you listen to this episode and something came up for you, reach out to me on social, just send me a message or, you know, share this on your stories or, you know, just, just let me know that, that it touched you. Cause I want to hear how th- this, this is a, a topic that's near and dear to my heart following the voice of your soul. So uh, let us know, but everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of stay grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your friend, Georgina. And from us, stay grounded. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life. For more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.